Back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 224, going into year 2024. This is actually the last episode of 2023, which was funny because we just had episode 223. But uh, this episode is going to be a little different. It is usually the final episode of every year is usually the annuals episode where we cover the best comics of the year. Uh, well, since I'm doing the solo, since I'm doing the podcast solo right now. It's not going to be as interesting to go back and forth because we don't have a list. Like, me and Clay usually pick different comics, and we kind of say why the comic is the best. So I don't have that this time around. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to cover something that came out this week that was um, pretty popular and then got debunked, thank God. And uh, then we're going to go ahead and I'm going to do the first five. I'm going to do six through ten of my comics, then I'm going to do viewer questions, and then I'm going to do the final uh, top five. So that's how the podcast is going to be structured today. So starting off with this news that was like, oh, the whole last week, people have been talking about this. And it is all of these new characters that are supposed to be in the Batman 2. And if you guys don't know who this was, it was uh, it was going to be Dick Grayson, and Hush were going to be two characters that were going to be, you know, in this new movie. And that's on top of Clayface, who was already apparently rumored for the Batman 2. And, uh, you know, I'm already like, Ugh, you know, Clayface, I don't think that should happen in the uh, Batman universe. And then Hush, I was like, that just kind of seems like what you did with Riddler. And then Dick Grayson, I'm like, okay, you're going to tell that story in the second movie? I don't think this I don't think Robert Pattinson's Batman needs Dick Grayson but then there was even more news that came out saying that Professor Pig and Scarecrow were also going to be in the Batman too and you got to remember that apparently the Riddler and Joker should also be in the sequel and that's just that's way too many villains now you would automatically assume it's got to be Arkham Asylum right like a lot of these characters are going to be in Arkham Maybe there's going to be a breakout in Arkham, and that's why we're going to see some of these, but they're not really going to be in the whole movie. I don't know. There's just There was so much going on. We also heard that, you know, prior to a week or two ago, you know, uh, Matt Reeves was making an Arkham series, but that is now being made for the DCU. So now it would seem kind of weird if there was Arkham going on in The Batman. But anyways, so with all of these new characters rumored to be in this movie... Um, it was getting a lot of steam. Like, people were freaking out. They're like, oh my god, I hope they do the comic-accurate version and this and that and yada yada. And, like, we're gonna see the Graysons die and yada yada. And it was just, everybody was going crazy. And I should say that the scooper, apparently, that all of this information was coming from was Daniel RPK, who, back in the day, used to have a good track record, but I feel like he's been taking a lot of L's lately. And this might be one of the biggest because all of this is apparently not true. And this comes from James Gunn himself because James Gunn, I believe this is, I think it's always on threads now. It's, I don't think it's necessarily on Twitter, but he posted this. Uh, he, so there was like a, some news outlet or somebody was posting like a, a photo of all of these characters and were like, all these characters are going to be in the Batman too. And James Gunn simply replies, nope, totally made up. And uh, that is probably one of the best debunks I have ever seen because that movie was getting so convoluted already and we don't even have a script. For, as far as I know, there's no script for the movie. It's being written currently and uh, <laughs> it was just crazy. It was crazy to see all of those characters being announced. Now, again, I thought it would be an Arkham situation but I just thought it was kind of insane that they were introducing so many characters. And also Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson is not needed for the Batman 2. Like, it's completely unnecessary. He's so fresh. I mean, uh, you know, what was it said that he was like in year two, essentially, in the Batman? He doesn't need Dick Grayson right now. You can do the trilogy without Dick Grayson. Like, genuinely. I don't think you need to have a Robin. Save Robin for the DCU. Like, honestly, they're already going to start with that. That's the rumor for Brave and the Bold, right? So you don't need 
two Batman and also two Dick Graysons at the same time. So I'm glad that this is all made up according to James Gunn. Is there possible truth that one of those like five villains that got announced is going to be in the Batman? I'm pretty sure. But to be honest, my bet would be they're going to introduce Harvey Dent uh, because they're going to need a new DA, right? Because I think the DA got blown up at where Batman ate that whole bomb to his face. Um, I think that guy was the DA. So they're going to have to introduce Harvey Dent at some point. And I don't know. I could see Scarecrow being the main villain if they wanted to because he could be working at Arkham, right? He was a doctor. or I think a lot of... I, eh, depending on your iteration, sometimes he's a doctor... Other times, he's a um, a chemist, I think. Uh, or is it something else? Um, I don't know. But he does, he does, he works in that, that general uh, field of expertise. But, uh, yeah, so I could see him, like, maybe he works at Arkham, and so that's kind of how you see Riddler and Joker again. Um, or also, Hush is also a doctor. More of a plastic surgeon, so it'd be weird if he was in Arkham. But, you know, those people probably get messed up a lot, so maybe they need a doctor on staff. So I don't really know. Uh, personally, if I had to pick from Professor Pig, Scarecrow, Clayface, Hush, and Dick Grayson just for one of them to be in the next film, I would go Professor Pig. I think Professor Pig works so well in the Batman universe. He's not supernatural. He's nothing crazy. He's just a dude that murders people and dresses them up like pigs. I think you could do some really cool stuff with that in the grounded Matt Reeves universe. So that would be my pick uh, for the villain in that movie. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. I just wanted to cover this because it was getting so much steam. I still see people talking about it today, even though it's been debunked. So I just think that was kind of funny. I wanted to cover it on this podcast because if I heard it everywhere, more than likely, if y'all are following a bunch of people, y'all probably heard it. Uh, and if I'm your only source of news, well, then there you go. You just heard it as well. But now you know it's not real news. So if your friends talk about it, be like, oh, yeah, no, that's fake. So there we go. That is uh, the only news we're going to be covering on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And now we're going to the comic list, the top 10 Batman-related comics to come out in 2023. And I am going to be very honest with you guys and gals. This was hard. I feel like I could have made a better list by by doing the worst comics of the year. I, man, I don't know. I feel like me and Clay have probably said this every year because it hasn't been great. Um, but I think out of the whole time we've been doing this podcast, this was probably the worst year for Batman in my opinion, when it comes to like the main titles and even some of the side titles like Nightwing and, you know, Catwoman and all that kind of jazz, because I just don't, um, yeah, it, it was hard to put a list together. Like none of the main titles I feel like were really great. And granted, I know like two years ago or whatever, we had tying in and everything was bad, but like Catwoman was kind of good at the time. I believe we also had, you know, um, Batman Catwoman was coming out. So that was a good one. But like, there was just, uh, this year I was looking at all the books and some of the, like, I was genuinely, because I, I like to put a joke on my list every time or I feel like I pick something that is kind of jokey. And I was going to put Catwoman 50 because Valmont died in it, but that happened last year. And I'm like, bro, what? It's been so long. So, uh, yeah, we're going to dive into this. And my first, I gotta, I gotta redo my list here because I kind of like jumbled all the last five and mixed them all around. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put at the number 10 spot just because I thought this was refreshing. They were easy to read and I actually had fun reading them. That was uh, Batman Justice Buster and the Joker manga, which I believe is Joker 1 Operation Joker or something like that. Uh, I just thought those books were fun. They were good just entertaining books and that's sometimes that's all I want from comics and you guys hear me all the time gush about like how easy it is to get into manga and how whatever whatever and I've always said I want DC to do something like that or at least do their own iteration to give me something else to look into or to read that I can just pick up and start and I thought this was a you know a good showing for what they did they've had other stuff too I know they're doing like Superman and a, a few other things 
But these are the only two I've been reading consistently and we've been covering on the podcast. And I just have to say, it's it's been refreshing. It was nice to read something different and quick. Oh my God. The, just being able to blaze through a book is so nice. And so um, they have my my top 10 list. And again, I, w- Justice Buster was just starting to get really good too recently with Deathstroke showing up. And the Joker book is just fun. Like it's just, you know, it's just Joker trying to be a dad. And granted, I'm not a father myself, but you know, I've been around plenty of fathers. So I get the, I, I can relate to all of that stuff that's happening in the book. So I think that's, uh, it's been pretty fun. So my number 10 spot goes to the DC manga books of Batman Justice Buster and the Joker One Operation. Okay, moving to number nine on the list is a book a lot of people probably don't know about. We did talk about it on the podcast, and it is a story that was actually in the back of Brave and the Bold. What issue was it? I think it was Brave and the Bold number five, and it was a story called The Angel of Gotham, and it was it was uh, written by Ed Bris- Bryson? Bryson. And uh, I always get, why am I so bad at last names? Anyways, uh, this story was Batman, you know, going around finding out who was killing, who killed an angel. Because there was like these angel protesters, or not protesters, they were like, they were like um, people that were honoring somebody that died. And somebody killed one of these angel protesters, and Batman was going through different villains or people to find out who murdered this person. And it turned out, that it was, um, I believe it was, like, one of Penguin's bodyguards or Penguin's goons that, like, beat this woman to death or whatever. And so Batman was trying to solve the situation, and he found out who it was, and by the time he got to him, Penguin was like, I already took care of it. And I just thought it was a really cool story of Batman doing detective work, solving problems, and not necessarily getting the result he wanted because obviously he doesn't want anybody to die but penguin was like i took care of it and uh, then we see bruce wayne at the funeral for this this person and uh, i thought it was just like a really good story it was just different and it obviously was in black and white as well because if you read brave and the bold the the usually the backstory is in black and white thought it was really cool had a good vibe and i just love random little stories like that when it comes to batman i love one-offs like one-off stories for batman i think are so cool i wish more people would do them and that's kind of what you get in these anthology books right but uh yeah so city or was it the freaking the angel of gotham is my number nine spot uh on my list but moving on to number eight i think is a little bit more known story and that is the One Bad Day, Raish Al Ghul. And I know some people will probably be like, what, that's on your top 10? Because there was something stupid in this book that I really didn't like. And that was Batman died um, and he got brought back with the Lazarus Pit. I really didn't like that. Uh, I thought that was kind of dumb. But everything else in the book I thought was pretty good. I think Raish's motivation, what he did... Um, how he got to Batman or kept Batman from uh, actually, you know, stopping him from, you know, doing his master plan and him just going around and killing a bunch of people and installing other people in their place. Like, if I'm if I'm remembering that story correctly, that's what happened because he did all of this while he killed all these billionaires while Batman was technically dead. So. I thought that was kind of crazy. A different story for Ra's al Ghul. One story where Ra's actually wins, which I think is very interesting. It's always, you know, the way people get... I think it's just a crazy concept that you literally have to kill Batman to get one up on Batman, which is nuts. Uh, and then he was brought back still. So, like, I think everything besides Batman dying in One Bad Day Ra's al Ghul, I think uh, was solid. I think it was a solid concept. It was a good read. Uh, if I remember correctly, the art was pretty great. And so, yeah, that is taking my eighth spot on this list. And uh, we'll probably be seeing a One Bad Day book again, if you know what I mean. Uh, but moving on from that, uh, my seventh spot. My list is so jacked up, by the way. ladies. I, like, switched, like, everything. Like, seven through ten all got mixed around. Um a uh, number seven. Now everybody knows if you if you've watched these anime or not animated annual series before. I'm a little cheater. I cheat at times because I will put series 
as like a spot because you know I kind of like to read things all together a lot of things are arcs you know what I mean so picking one issue is kind of dumb in my opinion I think you can pick a whole series especially if the series has been good all year so with my number seven spot is uh Batman the Adventure Continues which is basically you know for those of you that don't know it is the animated series in comic form it's just again continuing the adventure and uh those are just solid They've been really good. Like, all of the issues... I cannot think of an issue that has been bad this year that we've covered. I don't know if it was this year, but there was that one Harley Quinn issue that was good. It was just the, the, the art was not animated series art, and it felt really weird. Other than that, the storytelling was great in that story, but for the most part, they've all been solid. The stories have been great. We've been getting, like, Task Force X in the books and stuff like that. It's just been really awesome. So number seven, freaking takes the cake, which is uh, the animated adventures continues because, I mean, it's also Paul Dini. Come on. Paul Dini works on the book. He's the GOAT. Uh, so yeah, number seven takes that. And then with our number six spot, before we get to questions, uh, another series that I think has been phenomenal and that I can't really pick a bad book out of the bunch, and that is Harley Quinn, uh, Black, White, and Redder. I think, again, I love small stories, especially with Harley. I think she does really well because you can get a whole different variety of, like, serious Harley, funny Harley, crazy Harley, and this book has been able to show Harley in so many different lights, and the stories have been fantastic. Some have been, like, okay, but I haven't really read any where I'm like, that was bad. I mean, one of the best ones was when she went to the pet show and it was like the super pets versus like the, I don't know, oh, I forgot, they weren't called the Legion of Doom. I forgot what their pet name was. But like, it was just, that was a cute story. There's just been a lot of good stories coming out of the Harley Quinn uh, anthology book. And I think that deserves a spot. I mean, again, you're not gonna get... Batman, you know, any Chip Zdarsky or Teeny Howard on this list, you know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, Batman has been carried by all of its side books, and Detective either. Like, Detective has not been great besides that last arc that just came out. So all the side books have been carrying the Batman character this year. So Harley Quinn uh, is definitely taking my sixth spot, ladies and gentlemen. But moving on to some viewer questions. I was trying to get some last-minute questions in the Discord, um, but let's see what we got. Okay, looks like we only have one in the Discord, and that is from Arwitz. Is there anything you learned from this year that you would like to apply to your life in the new year? Oh, okay, we've got a 2024 question here. Um, I always appreciate these kind of questions when they do kind of stray a little bit from Batman because um, it's nice to just kind of talk about everything. I mean, Batman does teach us a lot, but um, but one thing I will say that I will be applying to 2024, um, I've been doing it a lot recently, you know, especially with having to do the podcast on my own. I have to be extremely organized. Like, I have to be on on the ball, you know what I mean? Because I have, you know, although I work from home and I make my own hours, I feel like I don't have enough time. And it's also the reason why I say that. I, I, I have a lot of time. But the thing is, is I also, the reason why I feel like I don't have a lot of time is because I'm also the kind of person that if I need to rest, I rest. Or if I need to like chill, I chill. And the reason why is I don't like to really live a stressful life. Uh, I do believe, you know, I, I believe the science says it, that stress is something that really, um, you know, it hurts your health. It just hurts your mental and all that kind of stuff. So I really try not to stress out if I don't have to. Now, granted, life is just stressful in general. But if I can do anything to avoid having to stress out, uh, I will try to do that. So that's kind of what I do. But I, dude, I have learned to, like, if I'm going to game, I can work while I game. And, like, if I need to review something for my job, I can review while gaming. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I, I have tried to maximize my time as much as possible and so like with the podcast um I'm just like all right well I'll record when I have free time like I'm recording on a Wednesday night we usually would record the podcast always on Thursdays but 
Um, you know, with the move, we were going to move it to Thursday nights and record on, on Fridays or get the podcast out on Fridays. And then it just got a little bit hectic with everything kind of jumping around. And so once we made the decision that I was going to just take over the podcast until Clay gets everything situated, um, I think like, I'm like, all right, well, I can, I can fit this in on my time. And I just kind of work when, whenever it's best for me, I'll record the podcast. But, uh, I'm just extremely organized now, man. Like with my job, I have to do so, I, I basically, if, so I, I started doing that thing that a lot of people say, if you, if something takes five minutes, just knock it out now, you know what I mean? Like, don't put it off, just do it now. Like, if you know you have to do something, and it's not going to take a long time, just knock it out now. And if it is something that you know you need to do, and it's not going to take five minutes, but you can knock it out in a day, do it. Like, just do it. If you have the free time, don't be like, well, I could do it tomorrow because today I want to play, like, Red Dead Redemption for 10 hours. You know what I mean? Just knock it out. Or, like, knock out a majority of it, then play Red Dead after or play Red Dead in between or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, And that's just kind of how I I do things now. I I try to get ahead at my job so I don't have to worry about it for a while. And then I can concentrate on my new channel and I can also do stuff for the podcast. And so, yeah, I think uh, in 2023, I learned time management very well. Am I still good? Like, am I great at it? No. Uh, there are so many days when I'm like, damn, I could have done a lot more today. But, you know, at the same time, I think as long as I'm not stressing about life and uh, I'm getting things done, I think I'll just, you know, I'll do whatever. So uh, that's kind of what I'll do. The organization I've learned in 2023, I will be applying to 2024 to maximize it, to get even more done to put out more content and uh yeah just kind of just overall make uh, life a little bit easier you know what i mean so yeah awesome appreciate that question moving on to the youtube comments we have eduardo de la cruz jingle bells batman smells robin laid but wait who would win wait robin laid okay who would win uh dog wielder versus matter matter eater lad Ghostmaker versus Peacemaker, Sinestro versus Black Adam. I mean, I think Dog Wielder still beats Matter Eater Lad, right? Uh, again, I'm going off of what I read very quickly about Mat- Matter Eater Lad. He just eats metal and stuff, right? So I think uh, a dog, a dog wielder is going to, or a dog welder is going to beat his ass. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. I, I think that's just an easy pick there. As for Ghostmaker versus Peacemaker, here's the thing. Personally, I want to give it to Peacemaker. I want Peacemaker to be able to beat the shit out of anybody because he's cool, he's funny now, uh, he's gotten really popular. I want to give it to Peacemaker. But they have made Ghostmaker so OP that I would just, it would be wrong for me not to give it to Ghostmaker. Remember, this is a guy that solved like 12 murders and mysteries while having a threesome in a book. Like, you know, he's just way too OP. So I have to go Ghostmaker there, sadly. And Sinestro versus Black Adam. uh, You know, before this year, I probably would have said Sinestro because you see Sinestro being like a big time villain against the Justice League a lot, or at least from what I've read in recent years. Um, but Black Adam until this year, well, actually, wasn't Black Adam a good guy this year? Like he was helping the Justice League, right? So yeah, I don't know. I do know Black Adam is a force to be reckoned with. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there for the huge comic book nerds out there. I'm going to say Sinestro. You correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. But I'm going to say Sinestro on this one. Um, because Black Adam, I think, I would say in the last recent years, has been more of like an anti-hero kind of good guy than um, a full-blown villain. And Sinestro, majority of the time, I feel like is always a villain. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Sinestro there. Moving on to Moncray. Okay, so if Batman was a guest on the podcast... What questions would you guys ask him? By the way, I'm Jewish. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I did. I don't. Did I make a comment or say something about that last time, or did Moncray just throw that out there for funsies? Um, okay. So, if Batman was a guest on the podcast, what questions would you guys ask him? Um, dude, I don't know because, like, you got to think about it as Batman's probably not going to give you 
a lot of information. Like, you can't ask him about Batman-related things because he's gonna not he's not gonna want to have that information out there. You can't just be like, so okay, uh, when you drive in the Batmobile, like what kind of gadgets does that thing? He's not gonna answer that kind of stuff because it's gonna be like it's information you don't need to. So I would just try to get personal with Batman and ask him like, you know, what makes a good person? You know, what like why is it that you know um, every life is precious to you? Like. That well, like, how has it changed? Your because we know you started your crusade because of your parents, but how has that mindset changed over the last few years? I mean, after the last few decades, um, you know, why is life so precious and stuff like that? Because I feel like that stuff he he might have a different answer from it just being about his parents. You know what I mean? Maybe it's more about like he's seen how people change and people can reform and all that kind of jazz. I don't know. So. I think I'd have to, you'd have to ask him personal stuff because I don't think he's going to tell you any of the cool shit. So I would just go, I would go with personal questions. Um, you know, I'd be like, yo, so tell me about Selena, dude. You know, <laughs> but, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I would go, I'd go personal with Batman. Would he give that up? Who knows? But, you know, it is what it is. You know what? I feel like if you interviewed Batman, it would be like how everybody feels when they interview Harrison Ford. Everybody just says, like, it's a bad interview. Or it's like he's so intimidating that it makes it probably your worst interview you ever do. Um, also, like, if you've ever seen people have, like, uncomfortable conversations with Bill Burr, um, those are also, I feel like that's kind of how Batman would be. Because, uh, like, Bill Burr, like, if you ask him certain, like, personal questions or something like that, he'll just be like, what the fuck, you, what the fuck you doing, dude? Like, it's just like, oh, shit, you know what I mean? So, um, I think that might be something. It, it might be, like, one of those interviews where it's just, like, tense the whole time, and it's actually not really a good interview, which would suck, so. Because, um, like, Harrison Ford, you can't ask him anything cool, because he doesn't give a fuck. Like, I, you would probably have to talk about, like, planes and crashing planes for Harrison Ford to be interested, so. Yeah, I don't know. Moving on to Clay, who says, which VA would have been best in the role? Christopher Sabat as Superman, Gilbert Godfrey as Penguin, Seth MacFarlane as Clayface, Matthew Mercer as Batman, Chris Aries as Joker. Okay, I am terrible with names. Terrible. I don't think Clay, uh, Seth MacFarlane as Clayface would be great. Um, although... He does have range a bit. Like, he plays uh, multiple different characters. So, Clayface doing the acting stuff and changing his voice would be good for Seth MacFarlane. But I don't, um, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I will say, because I'm so bad with all of these other, other things. Like, these other people might be amazing. But, dude, Gilbert Godfrey as Penguin would be so funny. Because Gilbert Godfrey's voice is just so iconic to him, you know? And, like, people know that voice. They're like, oh, that's Gilbert Godfrey. Him as Penguin, I just want to see it. Like, that's all I, I want to hear it. And, the, you know, with AI nowadays, granted, I don't like the idea that people are just stealing everybody's likeness and voice and everything with AI. They need to make some laws to protect people. But in the time being, Penguin, you know, with Gilbert Godfrey voice, uh, AI might be pretty hilarious. So... I don't know. I, I would go uh, Penguin, Gilbert Godfrey, but that's just my own personal taste. And it's also because I don't know these other names. I'm, I'm so bad with names. Um, that's so. But let me know if, if one of these would be really awesome. Or let me know who they've played. Because that's the thing, too. If you're like, yo, Christopher Sabat actually played so-and-so, and I'm like, what? Then that would be something I might be down with. So we'll go from there. Uh, Nathan says, what Batman News Weekly villain would you guys rather deal with? The Mad Swatter, a chronically online troll that decides to swat you when he hates when they hate your opinion. Scooperman, an inside scooper that has legit insight but gets upset when you don't want to pay for it. So he's constantly pushing DC to copyright claim, you guys. Uh, Batgod97, mega fan of the podcast, Who's rejected upon requesting being the third host? Swearing to get revenge, he makes countless accounts to talk trash and report. Um, I definitely don't want to deal with the first one. Mad Swatter uh, sounds horrible. I would not want to deal with that. 
So it would be between be Scooperman and Bat God 97. Um, I here's the thing: when somebody has revenge on their mind and they're willing to make multiple accounts and report and do all of that kind of stuff, that is really annoying. And so, and I've had people that did that, like in my early days of YouTube, they would just make multiple accounts and just like try to troll or whatever. It got really old pretty fast, but eventually it dies out if you just start ignoring them. Um, but with Scooperman, even though he would try to, like, he'd be pushing DC to copyright claim us, I feel like we would be okay for the most part. Uh, they'd probably make us change our song at the start of the thing. Uh, but for the most part, if he has legit insight and wants to pay, his, you know, kind of like the Scoopers now, because there are Scoopers out there that have, like, Patreons and stuff, the news would just get out. It always does. So we wouldn't pay for it. Uh, I think we could deal with the Scooperman way, way easier than either of the other two. So I'm going to go Scooperman for the dub. Next up, we got Alexis Barretta who says, Whose gang would you rather get into trouble with? Like they think you snitched or something. Penguin, Two-Face, Black Mask, or the Ventriloquist? So I saw this... Um, before I started the podcast, and I was trying to think about it, all of these people will kill you. Like, straight up would kill you. I feel like a lot of people would say the ventriloquist because they think that they could take on the dummy, right? They're like, I could take on the dummy. I, that's my best chance. I'm going with the ventriloquist. I'm going to throw you... I'm, I'm going to go a different path. You know, I was going to throw a wrench into, into the system. I'm going to go Two-Face. And the reason why I'm going to go with Two-Face is I am I think I have the best shot of bullshitting Two-Face and saying that it was my split personality. And maybe, maybe getting on his good side and letting him spare me. Like, I would be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Two-Face. My freaking, my freaking split personality, he's a bitch, man. He's a bitch, he's just a goody two-shoes and he just wants to do all the fucking right shit, man. Uh, I would do something like that. And hopefully, he'd be like, oh, man, Harvey Dent's a bitch, too. I get how that is. You know, I, I would try to play that fucking card. I'd probably, I think I'm dying to any of these gangs if they think I snitched. But I think with Two-Face, I would tr at least try that. You know what I mean? If it doesn't work, eh, well, I was going to die anyways, right? So there's that. Uh, Tiny Beauty says... Uh, what should authors be doing with Batman next? You know what? I think Batman, it's, it's, I hate to say this because I feel like this is what they do in the movies all the time. Batman needs to just get back to the basics. Um, and I feel like that's what Zdarsky and other people have been trying to do, but they're just like, they're, they're getting ridiculous with it. Like, dude, just give me a good detective story and Batman trying to chase down some bad villain. It doesn't need to be so over the top. He doesn't need to be having these insane battles and falling from the moon and doing all this crap. He doesn't need to have a split personality that he just can't shake. Like, dude, just give me a simple, good Batman story. That is it. Get back to basics. Show what makes Batman awesome. Have some good dialogue. Maybe have some adventures with his family. And just do some simple stuff. It doesn't need to be over the top. And please, for the love of God, do not do Joker. Okay? That's it. Like, give us a break from the Joker. Just get back to basics with being, I hate this word, a grounded Batman. Um, I'm going to say be a simple Batman. Just do Hit the story beats, you know, that make Batman awesome. He's cool. He's a detective, yada, yada. And tell a simple story. It doesn't need to be so over-the-top crazy, um, you know? And also, don't repeat stories. Granted, it's 80 years. It's going to be kind of hard. But don't, like, bar for bar retell stories because that's just annoying. Looking at you, Zdarsky. Um, All right, last uh, question, or I should say last comment we have is from Drew. Uh, started watching Reacher today because of a clip on TikTok. I could easily, uh, he could easily be Batman. This is in uh, regards to, um, oh my God, Alan Ritson uh, being Batman. We covered this on the last podcast. 
Uh, my only fear is he would make Superman look small. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Alan Ritson is a pretty beefy dude right now. I I can't. I, I saw some photos of the other dude. Um, I, I don't know the new Superman guy's name, but he looked like he'd been hitting the gym. Like he put on some muscle, but I don't know his height. I don't know if he's a tall dude. Alan Ritson's probably like 6'2 minimum, right? He's probably a tall dude. So, yeah, I don't know. He might make him look small, but I, I think uh, depending on the height, it wouldn't really matter. But that dude has been putting on weight. I mean, or I should say muscle. But uh, I could I could see the, um, the, the worry there. So that is all we got for comments. Those are the last comments we have for the year, ladies and gentlemen. But now let's move on to the top five Batman comics of 2023. With number five, ladies and gentlemen, you knew you you, I mean, you knew it. You've been listening to this podcast for a while. You knew there was going to be a Tom King book on this list. And of course, I got to put it on there. Uh, but no, in, in actuality, uh, Penguin is number five. Uh, I think Penguin has been a good series. Like... You got to remember what Tom King has to deal with because, like, Zadarsky, like, butchered Penguin and gave him a family and, like, killed him. And Tom King had to take that premise and build a story out of it. And it's been great. Like, Penguin is fear. Like, he's fucking scary, man. And uh, he just seen like, we're seeing a side of Penguin that we haven't seen and I think it's really awesome. It's been really well told. He's bringing in old characters like Tom King does, making them fresh, making them new. And I've been enjoying it. Like, I think it's pretty awesome. I believe this week Penguin number 5 came out, so I haven't read that. Uh, so uh, I hope I don't have egg on my face and it's just been, like, a terrible issue. But I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. The first four issues have been pretty solid. So, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say number 5 is definitely... Uh, the Penguin. It's been a solid, solid freaking book, and I'm excited to see where it's going. It's an ongoing series. It's not like a maxi series where we're only going to get 12 issues, unless that's changed. From my understanding, it's an ongoing. And again, th like I said, man, Batman Catwoman have been terrible this year, so it's nice to get carried by these other books. And I'm just like, I'm excited to see what that Batman story is through the eyes of Penguin that's being told. Because we know, like, it started off with that crazy cliffhanger where they're dying. And I'm like, I kind of want to see what this is. Like, why are why is Batman and Penguin dying in a boat? Like, what happened? Uh, I, you know, I'm excited to see where that goes. If I could have, this is a Batman podcast. I, I do want to say an honorable mention. I would have put Wonder Woman on this list. Because Wonder Woman has also been phenomenal. But there hasn't been a Batman sighting in there. Uh, although they are doing the story in the back, I believe, right, with Trinity. So, I mean, there is a you know, future Batman in there which is the Robin that's going to be there. But for the most part, um, you know, I think Wonder Woman's been fantastic, but I wasn't going to put that on the list. But I think Penguin has been solid, and I think it is one of the better books that has come out this year. So number five, The Penguin. And with number four, we're going to keep it on the Tom King train, and we're going to keep it with Gotham City Year One. Um, I will say this is my last Tom King book on here. But Gotham City Year One, I was thinking about it, and I just... I can't really say there was any, like, really bad issues. The only thing that I had an issue with was Tom King. It felt like he was shoehorning the possibility of, like, Bruce being mixed or something like that because of his heritage and that, like, you know, um, Sam Bradley might be his grandfather or something along, or great-grandfather or whatever, something along those lines. Like, he might have some blood ties to Sam Bradley and um, I don't really like that, you know? I don't need everybody to be connected to uh, Batman. Batman doesn't need to have a crazy history. The Waynes were already crazy enough. I don't think I really needed that personally. But uh, I'm sorry if my phone went off. Um, but for the most part, I think... I, um, I, I think the, the story overall was really good. Like, I was captivated by it. I was excited to read the next issues. I think it was a solid story. And it was nice just to see old Gotham, you know? Like, what it was like and just, like, it feels pretty cool. So I'm going to go with Gotham City Year One. Like I said, uh, overall, I think the whole series was solid. 
I just didn't like the possibility of, you know, maybe Bruce is related or whatever. I could do without that. Um, but, you know, there is that. It's, it's, that's one of those things where it's all like, maybe, maybe not. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not set in stone. I do think a lot of people would ignore it. Personally, even though, big fan of Tom King, if I was writing, that is one of those things that I would ignore. If I was continuing his stories and carrying stuff over, I would ignore that little tidbit. Kind of like I ignore how Selena was found, like, in an alley or whatever he did. I don't really like the the origin he gave to Selena, how she was, like, an orphan growing up in Wayne orphanages or whatever. Um, wasn't a big fan of that. So, like, that's another thing I would probably retcon that Tom King did. Um, but, you know, those are just, like, little things that I just don't like for character origins. But, you know, that's just me. Anyways, I'm going to say this right now, ladies and gentlemen. Although, although, always up here, slobbing on the knob of Tom King. 2023 was the year of new favorite writers. Okay? All right? The new writers that are on the scene... This duo has been killing it. I think they are some of the best up-and-coming writers right now. And I, I cannot wait. They need to be on Batman. They need to be on Batman. I've said this a million times. But that is... I'm, I'm trying to get their names because I, I always forget them. But this, my books are all the way at the end. It is uh, Kelly and Langzine. Uh, I'm trying to, oh my god, now I have to go all the way to the back. But, you know what I mean, Kelly and Langzine, I'm trying to get their full name. I think it's Colin Kelly and John Langzine. I could be wrong. I want to make sure I'm getting it right. Their names aren't in this damn book. What the hell? Um, why aren't their names at the start of this book? I'm so mad. But anyways, the Langzine boys, uh, literally take the top three spots, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, Colin Kelly and Jackson Langzine. Okay, I wanted to get their names proper because I'm always messing up their their names. They took the top three spots, ladies and gentlemen. The top three spots. That is how much I like this pair of writers. I think they are fantastic. The, everything they've been touching is fantastic. Oh, that is a lie. Oh, my God. They didn't take the top three spots. I I superficially... Are, I should say, um, I got lost in the sauce. They don't, the two spot is not them. It's actually a different writer. I, I apologize. I will I'll do a formal apology here in a little bit to the second, to the number two spot. I don't know why. I think it's because I was reading all these books uh, relatively at the same time. That's why I thought they were all amazing. It was very rare to have multiple great writers at the same time in DC because it's been kind of rare, you know what I'm saying? But um, they do not take the top three spots. But they do have the third spot, and that is Batman Beyond Neo Year. So I'm including Neo Year and Neo Gothic because I believe Neo Year started at the start of the year, and Neo Gothic is currently going on. So that's what I'm going to go. I'm going to go ahead and include them together. But just overall, Batman Beyond by Langzing and Kelly have been amazing. Like, it's just, dude, I'll be real with you guys. I never really read Batman Beyond comics before these guys jumped on. I didn't really care for it. I would read them here and there. We covered them on the podcast here and there, but I never really cared. I wasn't like into it. Uh, also thought a lot of the the art back in the day for a lot of the previous Batman Beyond series was kind of trash, but they've gotten good artists recently. Uh, he seems like, uh, you know, he's got the good animated series vibe costume and the stories they've been telling, the, the idea that the city of Gotham is alive and Gotham City is actually the villain and seeing Bruce Wayne actually die and he was killed by the city he loves. Like, solid freaking story. And then the idea that Gotham is built, like a new Gotham was built on old Gotham that's going on in, uh, in Neo-Gothic right now, I think is also fantastic. Uh, these boys are killing it and they get the third spot with uh, Batman Beyond, Neo-Year, and Neo-Gothic, because those series are great. If you have not read them, you should go read them. It's in my top three. Go check it out. But number two, ladies and gentlemen, uh, apologies. I got to give a uh, big apology to Dan Waters. I'm so sorry, Dan. 
I don't know why I just thought those boys took the glory and took all three freaking spots at the top. But Dan Waters, ladies and gentlemen, was the man that gave us the Sword of Azrael. The Sword of Azrael was so good. It was such a good freaking story. Um, I I was just loving it. I, I was so into the Sword of Azrael because, again, felt like an anime. You guys know I'm always out here talking about animes and whatnot. But the Sword of Azrael just felt so awesome. Like, it was just legit. It was it was so good, and it, it I've never really cared for Azrael that much. Yes, I've read when he became Batman and that whole story that is a good story, but it's very rare that I've cared about Azrael outside outside of a Batman book, like a standalone book, but the Sword of Azrael was fantastic, and I just thought it was such a good series. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, I want it to come back. I want that to branch out. I mean, he ended up teaming up with, uh, oh, and he brought in freaking Father Valley. Like that was such a good, you know, character to bring in from the Ram V Catwoman series. Like, I don't know, dude. I was just so, I loved the way, uh, we had like split personalities in that situation, uh, between John Paul and Azrael talking and I love the way the dialogue was structured. Just everything about The Sword of Azrael was such a fantastic series. I don't know if it's even in hardcover yet or if it's even in trade. I'm assuming it's got to be in trade, right? Um, but if it's not, and if it's not in hardcover, like, they need to make it in that. I need to add that to my collection. But Sword of Azrael, fantastic series. Dan Water, you take the number two spot on my list of top ten and, um, yeah, fan fantastic fucking series. Um, and for the number one spot, ladies and gentlemen, you probably already know this. I've praised it a lot this year. There's always that one comic every year that just blows my mind, you know? We constantly still talk about the John Carpenter freaking Joker story. Such a great Joker story by John Carpenter, one of the best Joker stories in the last decade, in my opinion, and I think people are going to be saying that about this number one book, and that is One Bad Day, Clayface, again, by Kelly and Langzine, and it was such a good fucking story. They need to be on Batman. They just need to be. Get Chip Sadarsky out of there with his freaking I love, you know, I love you letter to freaking Grant Morrison and bring in these boys to start giving us some fresh new perspective on Batman and actually paying respect to these characters and giving them good stories. We need them because that Clayface story is one of the best, if not the best, Clayface-centered story I've ever read. I'm a huge Clayface fan. Until recently, I think Clayface is now properly rated. I was always saying that Clayface was an underrated character, and people didn't give him his time and the you know give him his time to shine. I think since the Arkham games, he's definitely been brought up, and also he's been in like some of the cartoon movies and stuff like that. I think people are really starting to take notice of Clayface. But I always felt he was very underrated. And he's always been one of my favorite characters. And to read what they did in One Bad Day and show this side of Clayface that we hadn't seen for a while, the actor side, but also the vicious side, the jealous side, and then oh, just telling the story of him going to Hollywood and him playing a part in a movie about the killing joke was oh, fucking glorious. It was such a good story. And then, of course, of course, Batman shows up. AKA Bruce Wayne shows up. But Batman shows up when Clayface starts freaking out and killing people because they get, you know, they're getting parts that he deserves. And, and he goes crazy at this party. Batman's there to save the day. Oh, and then at the end, at the end of the book, he's put back in Arkham. I believe he was put back in Arkham. And you see 
that he is splitting into everybody that he killed and asking for a critique. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he was asking for feedback on his performance and he morphed into everybody that he killed. Oh, it was fucking fantastic. I need these boys on Batman. You know what? Give them Batman and Catwoman. You know, no, actually, that's too much juice. You're doing a little too much there. Bring Ram V back to Catwoman. Permanently on Catwoman. Give me at least 50 issues. And put these boys on Batman. Keep it monthly. I'm cool with keeping it monthly. Let them also do Batman Neo Year if they still want to keep going with that. I need them on Batman. They are the best. If you're not going to give me, um, oh my god, uh, Cami Garcia, because I would love to see Cami Garcia do something. Maybe give Cami Garcia a detective after Ram B gets off. I uh, would love to see what she can do with detective, because, I mean, I think that Harley Quinn Joker story was really fantastic. Um, I, these boys got it. They, they have to be next in line. I don't know what DC's thinking. I don't know what their plans are for future Batman, but these people should be at the top of the list. I mean, you're losing Jeff Johns. You're losing, like, all of these other artists and writers to that new imprint that they're going to start over at Image. Uh, I, you know what? It's time to start giving the the new blood the titles. I, I think we genuinely need to start doing that. So that is my list, ladies and gentlemen. That is the list for 20. 23 the top 10 batman comics let me know do you agree do you disagree uh what is your list feel free to put that in the comment section but that is going to be it for this podcast ladies and gentlemen the last podcast of 2023 i want to say thank you to everybody that listens to this every single week if you haven't subscribed to the youtube channel please go do that trying to get to 500 subscribers so we can get some type of monetization going over there um and yeah share this podcast let your friends know hey you want to get a different opinion on batman uh check out this podcast you know because i do feel like we do try to provide different types of opinions around here whether you like them or not uh i appreciate anybody that comes back and, and watches even if you don't i appreciate anybody that's cool to listen to opinions they don't agree with and still kind of stick around and enjoy the stuff you do agree with so Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate all the support. Hope you continue supporting in 2024. But as always, I am your host, Juicebox. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman!